Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of your Manchester The Podcast. Uh, we have got some fabulous guests on, including Terry Fox and the wonderful Katie Lipson. It's jam-packed. It is, so stick around, turn your headphones up, sit soft and get ready for this week's episode of your, your Manchester, Manchester. We all know that theatre industry has suffered during lockdown, but now we are getting a little bit of normality back. So we decided to talk to award-winning producer Katie Lipson of Aria Entertainment to find out what is coming our way. It sounds amazing. Hello, Katie. Oh, look at you in your glamorous lifestyle and everything. Theatre producer, entrepreneur and everything in all sorts rather famous around the world. I know. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's getting really busy now because of uh, things opening up, but I'm doing all right. Being busy. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked then about kind of how theatre had been affected during lockdown, and it was very, very difficult for that industry. But you kind of flipped it up a bit, haven't you? You you haven't really stopped. You've been looking at totally different ways to bring theatre to life. Yeah, well, you know, you have to adapt your whole business plan. You know, we started by trying to find productions that we could digitally sort of stream and develop. Then we were looking at ways to bring shows back that closed like the last five years. And then we found this show called Contact, which was this outdoor promenade, immersive soundscape experience, which was with small groups of people, COVID safe, all masked, socially distant, and you follow two actors sort of through the streets of whatever location you're on. So... You know, now things are opening up. We've managed to bring a couple of shows to the West End. We're opening a show in two weeks on the 18th of May at the Duchess Theatre called Cruise. And we're bringing our off-West End production of the last five years to the West End in September. So it's busier than ever. And, you know, sometimes opportunities come when you least expect them. Um, yeah. You know, at the moment, um, as, a, as a producer, I'm sure you'll, you'll take this on, on, your, on your absolute back and take this with pride, you've got more shows going on than Andrew Lloyd Webber at the moment. Well, you know, he's got Cinderella opening. It's not open yet, though, not like your lovely show's going around everywhere, is it, eh? And you mentioned, you mentioned Cruise uh, opening on the 18th of May. You've got a bit of a dilemma, Katie, because on that same night, the contact, what you have just been talking about, contact show, is opening here in good old Manchester. Where are you going to be, Katie? You've got two shows on the go. I know. Well, you can't be in two places at once, obviously, which is why you have great co-producers and great partners. And I have a great partner on contact called Matilda Milan. We produced the show together in London last September, and now we're bringing it up north to the Lowry um, from May the 18th. So I will be coming up to Manchester the week after we open and seeing the show there. Two of the cast members we already know because they played in Manchester, uh, in London, sorry, and they actually have accommodation in Manchester, so they've come up to do the performance. And I'll be meeting the two new cast members. That's really exciting. I mean, this is literally really exciting. I mean, what are people what are people to expect when they come to this particular performance? Well, you're going to expect something that's um, different to what you've done before. Um, it's like being in the cinema. You've got complete surround sound and you're using your phone and app to sort of begin the experience. You can share the experience with your friends and family. You can also come to this experience on your own. You're going to get really inside the actor's, actor's mind. You know, they're not 
saying the lines out now, you're hearing them inside your head. So you're hearing their subconscious. Wow. You're walking through the streets of Media City or around there. So you're in the outdoors. So you've got all the weather elements, whether it's raining, dry, sunset, sunrise, whatever. At the end of the day, it feels different every time you go. And you know, if you're in a group of five or you're in a group of 15, you're the spectator, but actually people are also watching you. Um, so it's very, it's very traditional though, you know, it is unique, but you're still seeing a traditional theater experience. You're going through 45 minutes of drama. You're seeing this character develop. You're seeing what needs to change in her and you're emotionally connected with her. Um, and it's quite cathartic. Um, and it's all about contact, which we've all had a lack of for so long. I know. Do you know what? I love Promodard productions and I just get a real buzz out of following the action and, and, you know, yes. getting close to it yeah. and that intimacy. But I do think this takes it to another level, having, you know, the, the, the hearing inside and because there's no speaking at all. The actors don't actually speak, do they? It's all through your, your earphones that you take along, which is ingenious. Yeah. So you download an app and then you turn up a that the location that you've got, you plug in your speakers, you tell the stage manager you're ready, when they press go, the whole audience have a synced experience. And it's also multilingual. So we're on now in Sweden, we've been on in France, we've been on in, in, in Italy, and you can access some of those languages when you are in Manchester. So if you want to practice your French GCSE, you can listen to it in French. So it's almost like those sort of open top bus tours where you can get every language. So that connects us all. It's, a, it's also a cinematic score, so the whole thing's underscored. There's sound effects, there's rain, there's lots of sort of meditation-type music, there's, a, there's an underscore the whole time. So you feel like you're in your own movie as you walk across. And whilst they don't speak out loud, you hear everything emotional in your ears. You're, you're inside Sarah, the lead protagonist, the female character. You're in her head. You're hearing everything as she's walking down the street from, you know, from the from the chewing gum on the pavement to the bird in the tree to what she hears, the sort of sound of a bird or the, the, the rustling of the leaves. And it's just the most glorious sort of 45 minutes. And as you that say, Michelle... Sorry, I was going to say, and I suppose if you're immersed in your own experience there, it's your own unique experience. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not having to... And for me, the favourite thing about this is you're not hearing crisp packets and sweet wrappers being constantly jingle jangled all That's night long. That's what you do. That's what you do. I the don't theater. touch any crisp. Look any at food. this hair. If you what? ever get in front of Belinda, no, behind Belinda, should I say, oh. you haven't got a chance of seeing a production. I got, to, I got told off once. I nearly got thrown out of the theatre once for wearing too big hair. Katie, what I love about you as a producer is you always seem to choose something that isn't the obvious. You know, and you know you've, you've done me. Uh, rags, you know, and oh, the last five years. All of these are fantastic, but you just, I think you thrive on taking risks and bringing that stuff to, to the people. Keep doing it, Katie. You know, is, is that what you look for, though? That something that's a little bit different, that catches your imagination? Absolutely. Every show out of the sort of 65, 70 productions we've done in the last eight years have been world premieres, European premieres, UK premieres, or even like a, like MAME, a revival first in 50 years. And obviously what I was doing in Manchester at Hope Mill was very different with sort of taking big shows and making them boutique and making the audience have this ama amazing sort of fringe experience. But when, you know, the larger scale stuff has been reimagined as well, or the Adams Family, which is coming, well, you know, hopefully back um, 
this year and next is also uh, was was a UK premiere with contact. You know, it's it was so unique. We 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 only really get excited about doing something unique and having our creative input into it. So hopefully over the next few years, you'll see me producing lots of world premieres, lots of musicals that we've grown, commissioned, developed, um, lots of writers we're taking risks on so that we can really hopefully pioneer the next generation of shows and theatre makers. Well, very, very quickly, you have got a show that's um, going to the West End, almost certainly is in the West End. That's cruise, oh, isn't it? 18th of May. Uh, do you know what? This looks fantastic. I mean, I'm going to be bold here, and I'm hoping that you, you kind of answer but don't answer. He says it's his last day on Earth. What is he referring to? Or can't you say? Yeah, no, absolutely. This, this is a show that is an homage to 1980s um, Soho, and this is a show about the, the AIDS epidemic, um, and this is... You know this character michael um you're following his journey both as a someone that has hiv and someone that you know wonders whether they're going to make it through the four-year sort of prognosis that a lot of men had in that time but it all centers around jack holden who's our performer and writer who volunteered for the lgbt switchboard in his 20s and had an experience and heard a lot of these stories and he's turned this into this show and it's a real love letter to that time Using a 1980s soundtrack, original music, he plays every role. It's and we, you know, the footage you've just shown, that's a film. So we produced a film version immersively in this site-specific venue in East London with all these different tunnels, because you can see he's in all different rooms. And now we're bringing it to a West End proscenium. Um, so you know, this was before It's a Sin even came out. We just, you know, he wrote this piece, and obviously, It's a Sin was hugely welcomed and, and loved and, and now we're going to celebrate this traditional piece of theatre that's like a well I say traditional it's in a, it's in a theatre but it's very much not traditional in the sense it's like a gig um, and it, yeah we're so excited to share this with the world actually Oh can you bring it to Manchester Casey? Yes please, well, that's oh, the please. We'll establish it hopefully in, in the West End and which is a great opportunity to just open a brand new play but Jack's a real tour de force, he's a real talent and then it becomes, hopefully, a little bit of a, a hit and we can do our UK tour and we can come come back to London and who knows where else. Katie, uh, just before we finish, what's the ultimate dream for you as a producer and fantastic theatre person? Continue what I'm doing, but to do more things like cruise. Like everything I do, I want to be a world premiere and I want to home grow shows. So now I'm commissioning and developing several new titles and I hope to bring them to the stage and really have shows that, you know, run and run and run, because ultimately what that does is gives you the, I guess, the financial uh, success to continue investing in in writing and, and new shows. And I just want to do that more and more rather than just produce shows that are already created, which I had well, to do to build a portfolio. You are one of these rare producers that invests in creativity rather than just getting a show on the stage to make sure there's bums on seats and it's... It's quite a novel idea these days to say that. Yeah, you are amazing. I could talk to you all the episode. We need to have yes. you back, Katie. Please go yes, back please. and chat to us more. There's so much ground we've got to cover. We haven't even gone in to some of the productions that you've done and no. the awards that you've got. So, yes, please come back. Come back. But for the time being, everybody, you know, if you want to see a great show, Contact sounds bloody brilliant. I'm really and in for that it one. is on 18th of May. It's in conjunction with the Lowry, and you can get your tickets. Get your slice of theatre you know and if it's cold put a coat on and what's great is theatre doesn't have to be in a theatre these days does it no 
does it help? That's what's, that's what's great from this pandemic. We've learned a new way to immerse ourselves in entertainment. Love it, love it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Katie Lipson. Thank you. Well, we are very lucky to have a legend with us this week in the form of the one and only Terry Fox. Mike darling, you all right? How are you? How glad We've got glamour. I know. Glamour. to dress. I've come straight from Aldi. nothing new. We were just talking just before we literally came on. We've obviously got some pictures dotted around the room of Pat Phoenix. Now, you knew Pat Phoenix. Pat was my friend. I met Pat when I was 13 or 14. Um, and we were friends until the day she died. I remember Pat's funeral like it was yesterday. She was, I used to have a whale of a time. I sit in Pat's little cottage and try all her wigs on and furs and everything I used to have about. She was just, she was amazing. And she was glamour. She was, she was what, she was our equivalent of Elizabeth Taylor Absolutely. In, in television. Absolutely. Which is what you've yeah. managed to become now. Well, yes. yes. I am a bit Liz Taylorish out of that age. I mean, you, you've got your own lovely tavern now. And I, call it I a tavern do have a tavern. It is a tavern. It is a tavern. It is, a tavern. It is yes. a, the George Tavern, 42 George Street, Oldham. Well, there we go. Plug well, it. There you go. I like to get a good plug. And what made you go on to do, get that then? Um, it was it was the fact of David and I, my husband and I, we've had um, we had nightclubs and bars, four different nightclubs and bars um, across Spain and the Costa del Sol, and we moved back to the UK. And I kept threatening to do it. I kept saying, oh, we'll open another bar." And I was on the road and I was touring again. And I am of a certain age where I was getting a little bit tired. Um, to be doing full summer seasons and backwards and forwards to London and from London back to Wales and from La- Wales back to Manchester. I, I was absolutely worn out. So I said, let's get a little pub and um, let's become Bet and Alec Gilroy and, What's and he tone like? it down a bit. To do the, uh, the ring of the bell. It's I love the bell. Well, my, friend, Tom, my friend Tom bought us a bell as our, as our moving in present with the rope and everything. Exactly the same as the And I love banging it and I like shouting your bard and get out of my pub. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we don't have anybody to bar though. Oh, I just shout it for no apparent reason. You can come in, I'll buy you. Oh, lots see, I've been doing that because in lockdown we had a summer house built which was now turned <laughs> into our own little bar. So I sit behind it and have my Peggy moment and go, oh, Oh, I love Get it. Out of Get out of my pub. It's brilliant, so, yeah. but to have an actual tavern, that's brilliant. It's yeah, it's really nice. Now, you've become an icon over the many, many years without digging out. An icon, it's because I'm old. <laughs> it's because you're fantastic and you are renowned for your wonderful show. But you're now taking it a step further because you're getting fully involved with Old and Pride. Yeah, we are. And um, you're, you're taking it to... Well, unfortunately, Old and Pride isn't what it was um, because of uh, the restrictions. We we can't do any outside stages. Uh, The council won't let us have that. So this year, the majority of Old and Pride on the Saturday will be inside the George Tavern. It's going to be... We've got 27 different acts appearing from the afternoon right through to 2, 3 in the morning. That's it. Non-stop. Anybody else wants to appear, please message me. Um, Free of charge. Your drinks are free if you come and do a little show. Your drinks are free if you do a show. What time have you got available? Uh, We've got many time slots, my darling. I think you should actually pop in and just throw a number on. Oh, we could could do Gaga, couldn't we? What? Well, she is Gaga. She's always been Gaga. Anyway, so... And then on the Friday, (laughs) because we needed to branch out and do something else to raise money for our Olden Pride, we have a theatre at the... uh, We have a theatre show, sorry, at uh, the Olden Coliseum on Friday. I bet you're looking forward to that. I can't wait. I really, really can't wait. I'm so excited about it because it's the first time they've done this. Um, and we've got great acts on it and icons of the gay community are appearing on it. Um, and I've got people appearing, which I thought was very important to do, that were 
um, big prolific names within the gay village in Manchester. I wanted people uh, like Miss Felicia de Paul is on it, oh, and I wanted Felicia to be bigly featured because yeah. at the end of the day, everyone knows who she is, and I wanted oh. people like that on it. Well, she's and, a legend. Well, she's a legend. Well, she's my drag daughter, so at the end of the day, she was somebody that I didn't know too much about until I went to Gran Canaria, and then you, you see her show, and you can't help but go. Well, you probably saw an awful lot for in Gran Canaria. Love people I did. did. Yes, <laughs> it's true. But we'll not talk about the jeans. So. No. Um, this it sounds fantastic, but when it's is gonna be Olden amazing. Pride then? Olden Pride is the Friday and Saturday, and the date now has gone right out my head because I should have a cue card to actually tell me and I've not got it. And it is, uh, it's July the... Well, do some good. Oh God, it's ridiculous to go on something live oh, and we'll forget. We'll get the dates and we'll let everyone in. Oh, whilst we're talking about that, I mean, you've mentioned lots of legends this evening. Fufu Lamar helped you yes. start. Well, Fufu Lamar started my career. It was um, because Frank was married to my dad's brother. Yeah. Um, so Frank was my uncle Frank, and Frank went to school with my dad, and they lived in Bradford, which yeah. is an area of Manchester that doesn't exist anymore, where the Etihad Stadium is. Um, and Frank started my career. I started, I won a talent competition at 16 um, and I toured with a show with another famous uh, female impersonator from Manchester called Bunny Lewis. Bunny. And when that show finished, I didn't own any costumes, I had nothing. Um, and I went to Frank and I said, I want to continue doing this. And he gave me four bin bags of drag and he said, get out the door and get it done. And that was it. And that's how I started. And Frank sort of coached me and taught me. And I was very lucky and privileged when Frank had um, his cancer and he was really, really poorly. I actually filled in. I was the only female impersonator to take the club over and become foo-foo for I mean, how does that six or seven months. It was frightening. Yeah. It was absolutely petrifyingly frightening. We should explain, this is a bar that had nobody else no. other than foo No other female impersonators were ever allowed in. Name, it was That was it. And um, it was petrifying to actually stand on that stage and think this whole room of about 400 people are looking at me wanting fufu. Yeah, but a real honour. Are they going to so... chuck a can at me or something? And, it, and luckily, it, I did it for six months. Yeah, and it was... but for him to kind of... I was very honoured. I'm yeah. believing you enough to give you that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it was mentored me, so... So how's lockdown been for you? It's been okay, yeah. to be honest, truthful, because I'm not a sociable person. I don't, you know, I go out to work, I go and do shows. I'm not one of these people that goes out and thinks, oh, I'll go for a walk, I don't see the point, unless it's around Selfridges. <laughs> so, well, I don't. So, at the end of the day, it's not bothered me being locked in. And I've had my cookery show that I do. I was going to say that's gone down a storm, Yeah, we it? do a live cookery show. We do six at a time, three oh, times see, a year. I've, I've not been introduced to this because oh. I do like a bit of cooking now. I do Nana's Kitchen, I cook it's and I not bake. your kind of cooking. There's nothing wonderfully healthy and no sugarless in <laughs> No, we don't do any of that. Actually, I have. I've just done a diet section. I've just done we'll a sugarless don't. and dietless we'll section. Don't. We don't tune in to watch that. Because, well, no, I didn't really want that. Yeah, we want fattening things out there. Nana's Kitchen. It's called Nana's Kitchen. They're available oh, on yes. YouTube under the Terry Fox channel. And um, I film six six episodes four times a year. Gosh. They are good. Yeah. Yeah. The because we were talking earlier in the green room, you were on Come Dine With Me two years ago I before was. lockdown. Is that what made you want to do it then? Was it the love uh, of No, cooking? I was doing the cookery show before Come Dine With Me. I'd no, that's did. what I mean. Was it because of the cookery show you um, felt like you wanted to do it? No, it was cheap exposure. <laughs> let's face the fight. It was cheap you. exposure at the end of the day. I'm still dining out off it now. It's just it's just aired in Canada and Australia, and we're getting fan mail from Australia and Canada at the moment, which I think is so camp. That is camp. It's fabulous. That is camp. Quite it good, really yeah. is. Yeah. People actually people actually email me going, "Dear Nana," and I'm thinking, "Oh my God, people calling me Nana from Canada." <laughs> That's 
Are you still doing your shows, though? I am. I am. I'm going back on the road as soon as lockdown's over. My first show opens in Liverpool. Um, in July. Gosh. Yeah. So. And what does your show entail? I haven't seen it before. Um, well, it's it's. I'm taking the ladies of legend. I'm reviving the ladies of legend show where um, I do seven or eight different ladies with live impersonations plus live stand up as well, which is very blue. Um, which is your favourite one to impersonate? Uh, it's Dusty Springfield, because Dusty was my friend. So. I can only impersonate people I've either met or I really admire. I can't actually just do somebody because I think, oh, it's in vogue, I'll do that. Yeah. It, it's, it's got to have... I mean, I don't know. Terry, yeah, it's got to have a meaning to it. There's definitely a book it. in Terry. You must have so much I am story. writing a book at the moment. Oh, yeah. And when is that going to be out? Because I'm sure you've been asked every well, single Well, I'm year. asked every week about this because I've been writing this book now for about 10 years. Um, and we've gone to about four publishing houses and we've been not back because I'm naming names and naming places. Oh, uh, which is a bit naughty. I can't stand autobiographies that are so weak Ambiguous. and watered down. Yeah. Tell the truth, you know. Yeah. If you're going to do it, tell the truth. So I'm going to tell the truth of all the men, the places, everything, what went on, what didn't oh, go on. This has to be published. So we need a publisher, don't we? Yeah, and we a need a publisher that's interested. Yes, High Heels and Low Life. <laughs> I can see, yeah, I can see that working. Mm, so nice. once again, the um, the Olden Pride is, is is when did we find out? Nineteenth to the twenty fifth of July. That's you were, right. You were very close. Yeah, I was. Close. So the yeah. Friday night of Pride, we are at Oldham Coliseum with the third show. Tickets are available online. Uh, the ten pounds at the moment we're doing limited tickets because we're still under. Um, restricted yeah. seating. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as the restrictions stop, all the other seats will be released. And the after party will be at the George Tavern, 42 George Street, Oldham. And then on the Saturday of the main Oldham Pride, the whole thing will be at the George Tavern. Love it. And I'm going to have to fully check my diary because I want to be part well, of I this. Well, I think you're going to have to sneak out somewhere. Well, think... Oldham's only up the road from me, love. It's not where, when where you have you... to cycle everywhere. Where are you, love? Middleton. Oh, Middleton. Oh, she's a bit rough, isn't she? Put your handbag under the uh, table. I never bring it. from the village in. part never of Middleton. No, wow. There's the no village part of Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's it. We are on. We're yeah. going to go. Yeah. And, and you can stay at mine because you can stay there. Well, we had fun, didn't we? <laughs> it was it was certainly an eventful night, my flower pot. <laughs> full of crash bang and wallop and you know what you can always guarantee a laugh with your Manchester so I hope that you loved listening to our podcast and please if you like it tell other people about it give us some stars give us some likes even you know give us some comments well until that moment everybody thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Your Manchester, Manchester.